when we look at this parable of the ten minas, it's very familiar. It's kind of like the parable of the talents. Very, very similar. But there are three things that stand out that I want to talk about that hopefully will play in part with what we are discussing with regard to the financial report. And that is, there's this great picture in this parable that sometimes would be easy to forget because we think of this, this man that everyone hates that goes away and we don't even see all the good that he was actually doing for his citizens, if you will. And the first thing that we see among that, I apologize if it's too uh, dark for you, but hopefully you can read that. But each servant was given something by which he would labor with. And if you look at what a mina is from a standpoint of modern uh, equivalence, it'd be like equivalent to three months of salary. So whatever you're making, multiply by about three months, give or take, that's about what these minas are. One mina is about three months. And what he does is he gives a mina to each of these 10 servants, right? One mina for one servant and so on and so forth. That's the picture that is given here. Um, some might even say, well, maybe it's 10 minus for one. But the picture is your mina is being given um, to you. And it was for the purpose of laboring while the master is away. And of course, the significance of this parable is that while Jesus comes into this world, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That's what 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says, right? His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which we have been giving exceedingly great and precious promises. And all of these things naturally reflect upon the goodness of God, that he's given us all kinds of things. Now consider what he has given to us, and that leads us to this second point here. He's given us all kinds of gifts, and not every single person has the same kind of gift. In Romans chapter 12, we've read this passage many, many times, right? Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or if ministry, let us use it in our ministering. He who teaches in teaching and he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality. And he goes on to say, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with cheerfulness. So whatever the gift is, he's given us. And he's given us a good bit of it, if you will. Some of us in this room, and we've gone through this many, many times. We've heard this message. But because of what we're talking about this morning, I want to focus in on, on this aspect of it. It's not limited to finances, even though we're dealing with a financial report. Look at all that God has given to you. Um, where's, there's Jimmy. Jimmy and I, we had a Bible study with Mr. Jim Dark at, at the jail on Friday, and we got to meet a, a, a man, he's about 35 years old, who had just an amazing past, um, amazingly terrible past with drug dealing. But one of the things that when I was listening to him that really struck me is the, the gift that God has given him to communicate. And he can use that, that gift if he so chooses for the glory of God. And here as brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm thinking, here's someone who's been living in the way of the world and, and using his gifts, well, for all the wrong reasons, even if his intentions were good, and his intentions were, I want my nieces to go to college, I can drug deal. He can go to, they can go to college. I can use it for my mom who is sick. 
and so on and so forth, and, and not realize that he's destroying lives in the process. But as I was listening to him speak, here he has the opportunity while incarcerated to use his time for the glory of God. And I'm thinking, how much for those of us with all the freedom that we have, right? You're here, unless your mom and dad drug you here, you're here, hopefully because you want to be here. You want to magnify God's name. You want to use it. But this is just a small part of our week, right? We got all the week, seven days a week, to use the gifts that God has given to each and every one of us. A little bit here and a lot here, depending on who we are as individuals, as far as the gifts given to us. But each one of us has been given gifts from God. It's like the parable of the minors. We've been given things. And we, we all are in different places in our walk. Some of us are able because of um, responsibilities, because of talent ability, if you will, that we might produce a lot in return for what God has given to us. Some of us, maybe not as much in return, but we're still working the same work. We're still doing the same thing, bringing glory to God with the fruit that, that he has entrusted into our labor. Now, stop and think about that. Because, and I was talking to, I forget who it was, just maybe it was um, Jimmy, saying, for all that, that we have here going on with the work, we don't know what we do in each other's um, private lives, right? We don't know what goes on as far as how we serve the Lord. But we're all doing that. To a lesser or greater degree, we are. If not, we should be. But we may not know what those are. And we're not going to like, hey, guess what I do on my spare time? This is how I serve the Lord. We don't do that. But there are some things that we do for the glory of God that is more public. These are the things that, that we can talk about publicly because we know they're going on. And the things that, that we are doing as individuals or even collectively when sharing the gospel, when helping people in need, whatever the situation may be, we know it because we, we make announcements for it, whether it's a Bible studies for the women, maybe it's the men on Saturdays, maybe it's going up into Nashville, um, maybe going to one of the other jails, going to the prison, whatever the situation is, going to our homeless, whatever those are, there are some of those things which are more public and we get to see those things. And what I have seen is more and more Brothers and sisters in Christ, at least in this congregation, because that's what we're dealing with, right? Our family here, that are getting out and using the gifts that we have in this public way. That's a wonderful thing. Because you remember at the very end of that parable, he takes that one mina, that, that servant that did nothing with what God had given to him, or at least in this case, the master had given to the servant, and he gives it to the one that has already 10. Now, I want you to grasp that for a second. What I see in congregations today, in many congregations, unfortunately, today, is brothers and sisters in Christ that will come, sit in a pew, sing songs, partake of the Lord's Supper, hear the sermon, go home, and you don't see them again till Wednesday or to the following Sunday. But the life of Christianity, practically speaking, unless on a private way, we don't, we don't see what's going on privately, nothing much else is going on. And what I see in these congregations is death. 
Congregations will shrivel up and die with that mindset, with that practical way of living for the Lord, if, you will, if I can call it that. When you see congregations, they're getting up out of the pews and, the, and their walk of life throughout the week is glorifying God. And it may be from a private standpoint that no one ever sees. And it would include those things that we do see publicly. What you will see are brethren that are content, brethren that are hardworking, brethren that, that are keeping the king's business first and foremost. And you see harmony typically. You'll see peace. You'll see growth, edification. But one of the things that is not typically mentioned of that is mentioned in this parable is that to him who has, more is given. And that's the effect of this parable. To him who has. Now consider the fact of the things that that are going on from, from your life when you're serving the Lord and when you're not serving the Lord, when you're, when you're being fruitful for the kingdom's sake and not fruitful for the kingdom's sake, and you'll see this principle in effect. And so from a congregational standpoint, I pray, brethren, that we continue to keep on what's going on. I, I cannot be any more edified than what I've seen. I mean, I know that from a collective standpoint, there's areas that, that we lack. And that's where, you know, our elders will come and they'll say, here's where we have to do work. One thing that I personally see, this is my personal observation, six years, almost seven years, I guess this year will be seven years, being here, that I see that we lack straight up is for all that I'm looking at right now, all my brothers and sisters here in this congregation, we need more teachers. Every year just seems the same old, same old. That's an area that we lack. One of the areas that we never, ever lack, that I see us continually growing in, is you're so giving of your time and of your finances to various causes for the work of the Lord. And that is just one of the strengths that I see of the congregation here. So I pray that you look at your own self individually, see where your mina that has been given to you is being used for the cause of Christ. And see if the principle of to him who has, more is given. And to those that don't have, even what you do have is taken away. Consider that principle. 